Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, happy Friday. Today we're going to wrap up our discussion on whether or not the Bible endorses slavery. Now, I would encourage you, if you haven't, to listen to Monday and Wednesday's episode because we have covered a lot of ground, both from a cultural and historical background perspective. And so now that we have context for what Old Testament slavery was, because it was not the chattel slavery that we think of in our modern day and our modern times, I want us to look at a verse that definitively demonstrates that slavery in the Old Testament in the Hebrew culture amongst God's people was definitively not the same kind of slavery that we think of in an American or in a European context. And if you have never heard this verse before, or if you ever find yourself in a discussion about whether the Bible endorses slavery, just remember this verse. It is Exodus 21, 16, and it basically says that chattel slavery is unequivocally condemned. In fact, it's a capital offense. Exodus 21, 16 says that if you steal a man in order to sell him to someone else, that both the person who kidnapped him and the person who bought him should be put to death. Well, that is exactly the basis, the economic uh, mechanism for the kind of slavery that we saw in America and throughout the European colonies during uh, the age of exploration and expansion, which means that if a Hebrew were able to look at American history or European history and see the kind of slavery that was being practiced, they would have condemned it outright because there was no place for that kind of slavery in Hebrew thinking. That's just not the same thing that was practiced by them. And I think it would have disgusted them because of their commitment to image bearers that all of us are bearers of the image of God and people weren't property. You could own someone's work, but you never owned a person. The American and European slavery, as I said, would never have been acceptable to an Israelite. They would have considered it a violation of a person's status as an image bearer. And because of our culture, slavery is something that we might call an accordion word. And what I mean by that, it's a, it's a word that has a definition or has multiple definitions that can sort of be expanded or contracted based upon the way that a person is deciding to use it. But because it's a word with multiple definitions, if someone just says it in a sentence, it's often unclear exactly which way they mean it. And so before we engage in conversation with someone about a topic or a phrase that is an accordion word, we first need to ask them to clarify which definition they are using when they use it. For instance, those who would accuse the Bible of supporting slavery, if by that they mean modern slavery, chattel slavery, 
then clearly we can demonstrate because of Exodus 21, 16, that such a claim about the Bible is either ignorant of what the Bible actually says, or it has very bad intentions. Uh, because if someone unknowingly accuses the Bible of supporting chattel slavery because they assume that slavery only means the kind of slavery we know of in our modern context, well, it's just ignorant because Exodus 21, 16 clearly demonstrates otherwise. But if someone does know that there were clear differences between the kind of slavery we see in the Bible, in the Hebrew culture, and modern slavery, and they still use the same term in sort of a slippery way to try and convince people or equivocate between these two terms when they know better, well, that's just that's just dirty. That's just hitting below the belt. And it's not fair, and it's manipulative. And we need to be able to call it out because we know the difference. So part of the encouragement and the challenge out of this week's topic is I want you to watch out for accordion terms. I want you to know your stuff. Know what the Bible actually says. Know how it's different from some of the same words or phrases that we might use in our culture today. And if you are ever given the opportunity about this or any other topic, set the record straight. Don't be afraid to stand up and to say that the way that you're using that or the the way that this phrase is being used is not an accurate representation of what the Bible actually teaches. And now you know how to demonstrate what the Bible does actually teach. So I hope that this has equipped you to deal with a uh, tough subject, a tough question, and also to see that what we find in the Bible is not uh, some sort of immoral or reprehensible thing that we see and demonstrated in other cultures throughout history, including our own, but rather that unlike all other systems of slavery in uh, human history that have been ways of exploiting those who are in poverty or poor, that the slavery that God created, even though he never intended for it to be necessary in the first place, was actually designed to protect those who did not have enough and to provide a means for them to escape poverty and to get back into a more prosperous lifestyle. 